day, we have so much going on and sometimes we struggle with getting our needs met and also controlling our temperament. As in, it's less about control and more about awareness. So today we're gonna tap into how to meet our mood, really understand our temperament and get a better handle on how we're feeling so that we can not have certain roadblocks um, in the day and see clearly. And with that, it makes it easier to achieve goals. So it's just one angle. Um, one of the examples I give is thinking about it like, um, like a bow and arrow, like you're really taking the time to align because when you take that time to understand and position yourself correctly, you have a higher chance of getting towards your target or reaching your target, reaching the goal. So we're gonna, we're gonna talk about mood and a lot of this stuff might sound really simple, but sometimes by going through it, it really helps understand certain things. So we begin with the question of what do you want? So depending on what you want is like aiming yourself towards a target, like to reach a goal, we have to really, really be specific. We have to be extremely specific. And if we're not specific, what happens is, is it's almost like thinking of like a, a toy machine with a claw machine. Like, you, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm just gonna pop a dollar in, kind of move that, you know, the, the joystick around and hopefully be able to grab something. And then we get frustrated that, you know, some people are like, I've tried so many times. <laughs> and it's less about how many times you try and more about the discipline of preparing yourself and understanding the position you're in to make those choices. So when we think about what we want, what we want, again, can be really personal. Um, a lot of times the conflict we experience is the needs of society, what society is asking from us, um, maybe family. It just depends on the dynamic um, of where you are and if we are trying to comply to the needs of somebody else over our personal needs. Um, for a lot of us, we resist taking care of ourselves. We resist that self-care, feeling like, oh, if I take care of myself, I'm super selfish. When we come from a, when we come from a, a society that always needed from us, that could be, um, you know, if it's a family or or community or just um, environments where there isn't as much balance. It doesn't mean that the people don't mean well, it just means that there isn't enough balance. When you're in a healthy relationship, there is space to put yourself first. It's always 50% lifestyle and 50% genetics, um, which is really important to know that whenever there's a situation, we're meeting whatever that dysfunction is 50% or even the success, we're meeting at 50%. So knowing that Part of, part of when certain situations happen, it's we have to take accountability of 
where's the 50% that I am allowing this to occur? So coming back to the question, if we are very clear on what we want or what our needs are, right? Then when we go into certain situations and they can't meet our needs, right? It's like going, going to work, right? If you have a job and the job takes more than it gives you, or they say to you, I want you to do accounting and they don't give you, let's say a computer or some software. Sometimes this stuff is difficult. It's, it's much more difficult if we don't have the tools. So it's just noticing that for every single thing that we, like, that we want to need in life or right, we need from a situation, there are certain aspects that need to be, we need the support in that space. So let's tap into, we're gonna tap into mood, then we're gonna go into um, what is constant in our life and then what is constantly changing, right? So there's the constant and then there's the change and then we'll bring it full circle and show you how both of them communicate with each other. So when we think of mood, you, you think about good mood. A good temperament, if you're in a good mood, the, na the nature of being in a good mood is you're more optimistic, right? There, there's the sense of optimism that's available. Um, your behavior and your well-being is, is, is elevated, right? There's more hope. Um, life seems a lot more promising. So that kind of baseline of your mood is, is optimistic, which is really important because when we talk about aim or accuracy, optimism in, a, in any situation is a great thing to have, or again, when it's available, right? But knowing that when optimism is there, there is a, when we're in a good mood, that good temperament, things are easier to handle. We're able to brush certain things off and and it just makes things a lot simpler, right? So another thing that's really important to know is that when we are in a good mood, there are a couple things that are also pertaining to being in a good mood, which are not there when we're not in a good mood. And that is the ability to create balance. So when we think of balance, there are certain things that are in our control and certain things that are not in our control. Sleep, eating, movement, and some kind of spiritual practice. Because when those four things are consistent, what ends up happening is we are open to nurturing. There's the natural disposition of feeling nurtured in the sense that when I am feeling, when I, am, when I have these four pillars, I am in a space where I'm open to nurturing. What being in a good mood is, right? What, what is a good mood? Promise, hope. We don't isolate ourselves either. We're much more, we're able to be social, right? Because we're not as sensitive. So we're in a space where we're able to absorb. And that's the key element that we're able to enjoy life. What is enjoyment, right? Somebody asked me the other day, like, what is love? Like, what, when we're defining love, what is love? Now, a lot of people have this kind of idea of, this romantic idea of what love might mean. 
But at the baseline of love, right, if we're trying to ask ourselves, let's say we take the question of what is love, right? What do we want from love? At the end of the day, we can each ask ourselves these questions, but a simple, a simple answer to that would be, is love is a space where I can actually feel a sense of pleasure and connection, right? Because whenever we are feeling love, we are feeling also connected. So that's a really, really important thing to, to realize. Another thing is, is there are consistencies, right? So when I talk about certainty, for example, I say, know what your certainties are. Um, they shift throughout life itself, but a simple, a simple certainties are like on a broader level is like the sky is blue, sugar is sweet, salt is salty, right? Or, um, so it's important to sit with yourself and ask yourself, what are the things that are certain about you personally? Because when we know things about ourselves, like I know I love whatever, right? I know that I'm more comfortable in, I don't know, comfortable clothing, right? Cotton. Just find those certainties, the certainties, they can be simple. But how that operates is it operates from a place where it's like having a full fridge. Even if you're not hungry, you know there's this kind of sense of fullness where if you need to reach, it's there and available for you. And that key element is where we have a very strong nefesh, right? That's when the nefesh is feeling content. The spirit itself is feeling safe and content, right? So if somebody says to you, you know, that there's a shortage of some kind of food and you have a full fridge, there's a menuchas and nefesh that comes with that and an optimism that you know, I will be okay no matter what, because the fridge is full, right? So when we talk about an emotional and a physical level, with optimism, the thing that really helps helps optimism is those four things of making sure we're eat, we eat, we sleep, we have some kind of spiritual practice, and we've moved, as in some kind of exercise for the body. That is like the full fridge, right? So when we have those things, it supports the full fridge to know that if we need the nurturing, we can open it and reach out and grab whatever we need. So that is having a good mood. When we talk about, when we talk about like more of a, a passive mood, when we have more of a neutral mood, right? So one of the things about a neutral mood is that we're not so optimistic we're not so even communicative, right? So we're not leaning into conversation. We're not as expressive, right? It's more of like a baseline. Um, we kind of, you know, sometimes when we're excited and there's a lot of life in us, we will communicate or debate, right? Um, or counter. Um, when we're in kind of a neutral mood, it's, it's a little bit more stagnant. We're not leaning forward, but we're not either leaning back in, or in, into negativity. When we, thought, when we talk about negative mood, what we're doing is, is with a negative mood or a bad mood in itself, the thing that is really occurring is there's a sense of having dark glasses, right? There's, there's this, this sense of, of, of darkness. Everything we're seeing, there's, there's no hope. But if we're talking about the core element of 
what it is that's missing. It's, it's what's missing from the optimism, which is the ability to absorb, right? So when we're in a negative mood, we isolate. We go into a space where we are a lot more sensitive to everything. When um, you know somebody says something or you get kind of a bill, everything feels like the end of the world. And, and the key element there is, is that, you know, you can tell this by like, um, you know, the social aspect, but we, we aren't able to absorb. That is the key element. We aren't able to allow enjoyment in, right? Um, a lot of, a lot of people kind of hang out in this space when they have the concept of, well, when I make enough money or I am beautiful enough, then I can enjoy myself, whatever that is, we hold back and we hang back. Now, for a lot of people, when we're in that space, we have to ask ourselves, have we checked on ourselves in the sense that have we taken responsibility for eating, sleeping, right? You're gonna hear this a lot, but the movement and the spiritual practice, usually one of those things are missing. Now, here's the thing. When we think about pain, when we think about suffering, the reason that is such a popular conversation is because when we're in a healthy space, right? When we're in, in the, you know, our higher selves, the better mood, what's happening is there's this sense of flow, openness and connection, right? And in life in general, we have more hard times and easy times so if we're, if we're hanging out more in that negative space, in the deficient space, we're, we're, there's a disconnect of some kind, right? So with bad mood, there's also a disconnect, right? That's why we kind of go into a social, we go into an antisocial space. The, the thoughts that come into our mind are, I don't have friends, I, I don't have somebody to reach out to, the world is dark, whatever those things are, we're, we don't have that space to reach, we're, we're hanging back. But the thing is, is that usually one of those four elements are missing. And the thing is, when we think of the pain, when we're not fully connected, our mind and our body, which is the space when we're able to enjoy ourselves, right? Similar to like an orgasm, there's like a soulgasm. There's this space where you're fully connected and fully in flow, right? There's a sense of complete flow right? And all your sensations are included. The reason we feel good is because there is a sense of inclusion involved. When there's that disconnect, the only way to wake the body up is through the pain. Because, and usually that's why it's usually an isolated pain where we'll feel it in one place. Because it's trying to wake the body up and say, you need to connect. There's some kind of disconnect. Um, and it's a message, right? It's a message. But when, but the, the struggle that a lot of us have is that if we're living mostly in that frequency, in that space, when we hear the signals, when we hear the signals of I'm deficient or we hear the signals of pain or hunger, right? We usually lean towards food. Most of the time, food and consumption in that in that matter is the thing that we we reach for 
it's more of like a consumption so but the thing is that for a lot of us we don't realize that if we're looking for balance sometimes that sense of hunger could be sleep sometimes that sense of hunger could be a spiritual connection sometimes that spiritual that that hunger could be movement as in we need to move and if we don't have an equal kind of frequency then it's going to be out of balance a lot of people will say they'll only sleep when they're tired right just like they'll eat when they're hungry they'll sleep when they're tired um or they'll pray when they're feeling disconnected rather than creating a consistent practice for themselves um similar with movement but the thing is if you really think about it like a healthy amount of hours to sleep in a day is is eight hours and for a lot of us we don't get enough sleep we don't get enough sleep we don't get enough movement and we think that our spiritual practice is a luxury in the sense that i don't even have time to connect with myself but when we think about love in itself or being able to understand love and, and, and absorb, absorb that love or communicate that love with somebody else and that is every single person in our life and the world, right? Just like a tree nurtures the world, it has a purpose in the space, in the world. Every single one of us matters. Um, every single one of us matters. For so many of us, we don't realize our value. We, we don't understand how much that frequency makes a difference in our life. If you have a tree right near your home and you can see, watch the leaves change from summer to winter, if you are able to notice the shade that gives you or fresher air or peace of mind or the grounding of watching the roots in the, in the ground, we don't realize the impact that every single one of us have. So when we think of, of showing up for ourselves, that negative space of negative mood that in itself when we're in that space we're isolating it's like a dying tree so it's important to actually know the positioning because when we're positioning from there and then we go back to the question of what do you want when you're in a place of isolation or negativity what you want is is not going to be articulated from a healthy a healthy space and even if you get what you want, whatever it is that you do want, it's a lot more difficult to enjoy it because we're not in the space of being able to absorb it. So these are just things to have in mind. So when, when we do struggle, which is just a natural, you know, a natural thing in life, it's noticing that there are a lot of changing things. There are a lot of changing things. And life changes constantly. But in my book, interior designer I say holding on doesn't make it matter more the goal is not to hold on to every experience that we have but rather to engage with it and know that the thing that is constant right going back to consistency like a set of scales it has to have a very solid base if it doesn't have a solid base it's not going to be able to to go back and forth right it's not going to be able to to constantly rebalance itself. So it's knowing that the constant goes back to asking yourself what your certainties are. What are those, what are the things that you wanna to commit to 
on a, on a, on a basis of a self from a self and what are those needs and wants and when you're able to really know those things when you create the aim right then then you could position yourself right so when we talk about let's say we'll do interior design for a moment or, or just a home right for some people having a clean home is very important and for some people the neatness is more important so, so for, for some for one person it would be more important to wash the floor and for one person it would be more important to fold the laundry right not or not have toys around um for one person it would be more important to go out to an event and for one person if their value is to create organization in the home in the sense that that is higher in the priority in the sense of priorities they will stay home and they will organize now we all need balance so it's important to take that into consideration but when we know when we know what we want and it's it, it's it's also as simple as like if you ask yourself how many phone numbers do you have in your phone right now and then how many people you talk to on a regular basis and then ask yourself, who are the people I actually value? Do I actually reach out to those people? Do I spend quality time with those people? Um, if I value them more, or am I kind of taking a social position where I'm doing what society does and just I'm mingling with hundreds and thousands of people on a daily basis that either don't know I exist, right? From a social aspect, or don't even care, like really don't even care about me. So when we take that into account, what ends up happening is we're able to isolate and be like having one good friend or a few quality humans in our life can make a massive difference um, rather than having the idea, right? That lure of, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a great social position. So really taking the time to consider uh, but when we listen to ourselves we don't force ourselves we're like oh this this might not be working i'm going to listen to myself and even though a professional might come in and say oh you must do this and you must need that it's taking the time to articulate what it is that you personally what what it is that you personally value um, and then knowing how your body responds to it.